0: Well, shall we bow our heads and pray together? Heavenly Father, we pray that you will open your word to our hearts. And our hearts to your word. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, it's really good to be with you again. It's been uh, some time since I was here, so uh, I rejoice that I can drive over to the West and, uh, and share worship with you today and we're looking at the body of Christ body language you can tell a lot from body language especially when you're a preacher standing up the front of the church you can have quite a lot of fun with that I mean sometimes it's obvious isn't it if someone's doing this you kind of know they're not engaged on the other hand if they're sitting on the edge of their seats gripping the pew Uh, they probably need to go to casualty, or they're really listening to your sermon. It's one or the other. And 70% of our communication as human beings is non-verbal. But as I'm looking at you, checking out your body language, you can do the same back to me. In fact, in my last parish, the guy at the back who was doing the sound desk, he started laughing in the service once, and it really put me off. I thought, what on earth is going on? So afterwards, I went up to him and said, what were you laughing at? he said, do you realize what you were doing? what was i doing he said you were taking the lectern and moving it forward two inches and then you were catching up like this and he said you were using it like a zimmer frame it's, you're trying to tell, tell us something do you want to retire so body language there's a whole science behind it isn't there about our non-verbal communication our use of gestures so just to give you an example this in the west means good you all know that if you're in italy it means one If you're in Japan, it means five. And if you're in Greece, I'm not going to tell you what it means in Greece. (laughs) It wouldn't be appropriate. It occurred to me that if we're the body of Christ, and each one of us is a part of it, we must have a body language. Not language that we speak with words, but with our actions and our gestures and the way we present ourselves. That speaks volumes, doesn't it? I can't remember who it was that said, you know, uh, go out and preach the gospel to all nations and if necessary use words. It's that kind of thing, that sort of body language. So what then is the body language of the church as the body of Christ? So, we're in the middle of a series of three uh, sermons at the moment on servanthood here in St. Juan's, finding your place to serve. Brian, last week, as I went onto the interweb and I listened to his sermon, and I know that he talked about a survey that CPAS, Church Pastoral Aid Society, had undertaken following the emergence of the church from COVID, because the impact of the pandemic on volunteering has been absolutely profound. Coming out of COVID, Which in some ways feels a very long time ago, but in other ways we're still actually feeling the effects of that and they'll be with us for some time. Coming out of that people have felt drained and disengaged and discouraged and sometimes even disaffected. And to encourage you, sort of, the church, uh, this isn't a problem that's unique to Christians or the church, it's right across the voluntary sector. But I need to tell you, this is not going to be a sermon uh, rebuking you for not volunteering to play your part in this church so you can relax a little bit. Neither is this a sermon about wanting to make you do more and more and more activity. The church does activity pretty well. This is about understanding what it means to be part of the body of Christ and the body language that emerges from that that speaks volumes in witness and mission and hope in the gospel to the people around us and you've got to understand the background to this passage this is the church in Corinth just read the first eleven chapters leading up to today's reading and you will discover a church that was riven with division where there was immaturity, there was disorder and where the faith of the believers was being tested in the crucible of a society, a city of Corinth, that was utterly self-obsessed and greedy and uh, corrupt. Has a kind of familiar ring to it, doesn't it? And unsurprisingly, the church there was struggling. Uh, I mean, it's inevitable. Some of them were sort of blending into that environment, taking on the characteristics of the world around them, a bit like sort of a chameleon instead of being the new creations that they were called to be. So their body language was all wrong. And the first thing to note when Paul speaks about the body of Christ is he says the body is a unit. Now I was walking through uh, the market in town the other day and I came to the fountain in the middle as you do, all roads lead to the fountain and there, floating in the water, much to my surprise, was a severed foot. Yeah, I knew that would make you laugh because it's kind of unusual, isn't it, when you're walking through town and I had to do a bit of a double take and there, in the water, was a severed foot. And, and you know how you sort of, what? And then I realized what was going on, of course, it's Halloween. And someone thought that it would be fun to fill a fountain with fake body parts. Uh, Now, one sense that was kind of funny, but another sense, it was a couple of days after all the terrible things have been happening in the world, it just seemed deeply inappropriate to me, and I'm not sure the message that that sends to kids either, but that's another sermon for another time. Invite me back. But it's a reminder that we're not just separate body parts that come together haphazardly on a Sunday you are not a severed foot you are part of the body of Christ together we form one body that means we are connected we are related we are all baptized in by one spirit into one body says Paul whether Jews or Greeks slave or free now that's not a throwaway comment from Paul either You couldn't get much more of a diverse group in in a a Gentile city than that with this huge multitude of gifts and abilities and how easy it would have been for those differences to divide people and to become about us and them. In fact, that was happening in the church. You're not a severed foot. You belong Part of our baptism, which is what Paul mentions, is not just about believing, it's about belonging. And in fact, often, we belong long before we believe. That was the case for the disciples. They didn't just see Jesus on the horizon and immediately believe. They belonged before they believed. Some of them even struggled after that, like Thomas, believing, even though he spent three years with Jesus. Faith isn't just about believing. Actually, it's not just about belonging either. It's also about becoming. It's about following. And I noticed you've got two pillars here with believe and follow. It's about growing as the body of Christ. We are not separate body parts. And yet we often behave as if we are. God has brought this church together with all these amazing people in front of me. Most of you I don't know, or some of you I know. And you've all got amazing gifts between you. And please don't think about gifts just in terms of, you know, tea and coffee rotas or jobs to do in the church. The body of Christ is not about keeping the institution of the church ticking over. That's my job. (laughs) Of course those things are important, don't get me wrong. But the body of Christ is also about you being out there in your daily lives, believing and belonging and becoming, and facing that testing in the crucible of a society that is still utterly self-obsessed and greedy and corrupt. What then is the body language that you display as a Christian? What are the gifts that you bring to that world not just here in church doing all these lovely churchy things how do you communicate that you belong to God and to your Christian brothers and sisters because when we belong to one another we're also accountable to one another one part of the body just went off as a severed foot and did its own thing with complete disregard to the rest of the body what message does that send And that's why Paul says we are one body. If one part suffers, we all suffer because we're connected. If one part's honoured, everybody rejoices in that. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We weep with those who weep. Or do we? Is there that connection in this expression of the body of Christ in St. Juan's? Because unity is so important. We live in a world that is increasingly fractious. Uh, It's more and more polarized. Less generous. Less honest. As Christians we have a higher calling. And do we respond with our own divisions? Or do we model gospel values? disagreeing well where we need to but working together as the body of Christ, helping people to become the people that God calls them to be. You are not a severed foot. So I've got some questions for you, (laughs) for you to take away and ruminate on. How can you use your gifts, your abilities, your calling as a Christian to serve the body of Christ in St. Juan's? Again, don't confuse that with, what can I do in the church? Although that's a really important question too, and I know Brian covered some of that last week. What can you do, not to prop up the institution of the church, but to nurture the body of Christ, to help heal and encourage and lift up others, and make people feel that they matter that's all of that stuff Paul was talking about. You know, if the foot says to the hand, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. How do you make the foot feel part of the body? Because sometimes, folks, we go about chopping body parts off. Instead of building up the body of Christ, we diminish it. And we cause pain. And we sever You know we're in the middle of the season of remembrance now. Do you know what the opposite of remembering is? It's not forgetting. It's dismembering. That brings to focus remembrance, particularly on Remembrance Sunday when you consider all the suffering that war produces. Dismembers people, sometimes literally and other times in terms of their community and families. But it's also something that we do as the body of Christ we can dismember in the way we treat others, in the way we value what they bring to the body, in the stupid and unnecessary arguments and disagreements we have over trifling matters. We are the body of Christ. We are not a severed foot. Keep plugging that point. So how can you use your gifts? you calling as a Christian to serve the body rather than dismembering it. How can you help other people belong to the body of Christ? How can you encourage someone to become the disciple that God wants them to be? That's part of your role as the body of Christ. And what does it mean to be accountable to one another? What is the body language of this church? Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the great calling to be your body, your arms and feet, your eyes and ears. God, help us to remember that we are interconnected with one another, that you call us to unity, you call us to action. Call us to bring others, not just to believe, but to follow. Lord, help our body language to be kind and loving and based on the fact that Jesus Christ is the head. We ask all these things in his name. Amen. Amen.